you know, the establishment, some of the so-called no-till experts said that they believe there will be a certain amount of disturbance that's going to fit into a no-till program. Yeah, my name is Jim Hallbison, and uh, this is my opinion. As I travel for Growers Mineral Corp, uh, and it doesn't make any difference the size of the farm. It can be guys farming 20 acres or a guy farming 20,000 acres. The idea of the cover crop and no tillage is always a point that farmers wish to discuss. They're from the um, establishment, I guess I will use that term, you know, they're being told that no-till is definitely the way you want to head and that cover cropping is going to help your soil health. It's all related to the soil health narrative. And this, uh, farmers, uh, they're in a very questionable or a quandary trying to decide, you know, if this is the way they want to go. You get into heavier clays and some farmers are a little nervous about walking away totally from any kind of tillage. And again, we see this as I travel the country, you know, areas that farmers are trying to implement no-till and they still have a significant amount of erosion. And the industry is not giving them very good answers on that. Actually, there was a gentleman uh, that built a Calmer cornhead that uh, told the establishment, you know, he he struck a five-acre moldboarded part of his field against 35-year-old no-tilled ground and ended up with a 10-bushel yield increase on soybeans. And he wants to discuss that. And, you know, the establishment, some of the so-called no-till experts said that they believe there will be a certain amount of disturbance that's going to fit into a no-till program. And again, we, we don't have any position on that, or I don't have any position on that, other than if you want to no-till or if you're going to till, we think if you get the calcium volume in the soil correct, <clears throat> you'll get the type of porosity that you're looking for. And if you don't need any mechanical intervention, it, it'll work definitely work better. Or if you're mechanically intervening in the t- tillage side, it'll work better. Uh, and see, the same thing is true with the cover crop. Uh, we understand that the cover crop is basically growing all the time, collecting sunlight, making sugar. The sugar is flowing back into the system, uh, into the soil for the microbiological life. And I think any farmer knows that when you till off and bear up soil, whether you do it with the tillage method or if you do it with a chemical method, Mother Nature will come back and put something there that's growing green that will harvest sunlight. So again, I think the idea of the cover crop, which is mimicking the old rotation, you know, two years of corn, a year of wheat, and then it went back to alfalfa for two or three years, uh, that that was always deemed to be the best rotation. And now not needing that forage crop in there, farmers are trying to mimic that same effect of that alfalfa and you know they're using various species to do that um, and timing on it, it it's it's difficult for farmers that are just raising 
a row crop. Some vegetable farmers, they get it off sooner so they can get in there and put the cover crop in easier. Livestock guy, if he chops corn, or chops corn, he can get back and put the cover crop in there quicker. Uh, so somebody that doesn't harvest till the fall, it becomes more problematic. And, and many farmers have questions about, uh, can I make this work? Or, or is it worth me, worth my time trying to make this work? And that, that's, a, that's a very big question. And then the idea of soil health and not introducing any kind of uh, toxic material in there, which, again, when you're working with herbicides, these are, um, these are organic radicals that work on plants. And, you know, microbes in the soil have some very plant-like characteristics. So is it affecting them? And see, that question is is being dodged, in my opinion, by the so-called experts. And then the, the methods to dodge it, I think some people are just, it's not realistic what the farmer can do to make a living. So there's, there's a lot of debate still going on. It's, the establishment says it's the way to go, so they say that makes it right. And uh, many of the farmers are, are you know, struggling with that uh, type of approach. And see the the government intervention with revenue. Uh, some farmers they tell me flat out if they weren't getting revenue for doing the cover crop, they probably wouldn't do it. So again, is it is it giving the results that these farmers are looking for? One thing we like to say is that when you get the calcium where it belongs, so that the the populations of the microbes are successful. Uh, your cover crop effect will be much better. And whether you uh, use a chemical compound to, you know, stop the cover crop or if you mechanically stop the cover crop, we still feel any amount of calcium will make that cover crop uh, place the sugar to the right microbes. See, it's a population factor, gentlemen. You've got to get that... Um, correct population that symbiotically works with the crop. And we feel oxygen's a big factor there, and calcium is a big part of getting that oxygen in there. Also, the health effects of the calcium going into the tissue of the, of the microbes is a big factor. It's no different than humans. That's how dairymen have sold milk forever. You know, you, you drink milk to be healthy. I've seen these ads that the dairy associations place on these billboards. It's a, it's a healthy drink uh, to partake in. And see, that calcium is a big, big factor uh, that, that is going into the biological part of the soil too. So if you're, you're looking at no-till or you're looking at cover crops, we still feel getting that calcium in there uh, is going to help you be more successful. And then, of course, you know, using fertility that's not toxic. You don't want to toxify a healthy environment that you build, whether you're building it with calcium, no-till, um, and cover crop. Uh, you, you don't want to put toxicity in there. And, you know, some of the, some of the recent headlines are talking about, you know, Simplot is they're going to have to pay a, a couple million dollar fine. They're going to have to invest a hundred million bucks in their phosphorus facility in Utah. Why? Because they got to clean it up. Because mining phosphorus is 
a dirty business. It has naturally native metals, toxins that are in it. And see, that's why you've got to examine your fertility to, that you're applying to make sure you're not adding that toxin to imbalance the health you're trying to build with the cover crop or with a no-till. This podcast has been brought to you by Growers Mineral. Please visit uh, growersmineral.com.